What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Today is the third of January, and the weather is fucking dope, man. So we woke up in a different climate. Uh. Like yeah, suddenly, man. Twenty twenty one, like it wants us to help us erase the memories of twenty twenty. So let me show you a whole different wash, world. Yeah, and wash away all the sins of twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now we're really thinking, like, like, this mm. is like I mean every year is like this like we just we just react like this every year because we have very, yeah. <laughs> very short memories short term memories no but but I think the past few years winter in Singapore has been getting colder yeah I think yeah, it yeah. has no yes yes yeah like like legitimately sometimes in my room I wear like a another layer no yeah, yeah. I have to wear socks it's at awesome home yeah I have to wear socks it's at awesome. Home. I love it, but I know like people like my girlfriend, they prefer sunny weather. To mm. them, this weather is gloomy and all. I wouldn't say it's gloomy. Sometimes it can be gloomy, but I feel it's sometimes quite introspective or forces you to just, you know, slow down and fucking just think about life. Like. No, it just makes you less lethargic when I feel like this weather. Less lethargic? Eh? Yeah. I can imagine a lot of people saying the opposite, man. Then get the fuck out of bed, man. You know, like, <laughs> well, like a bit, of course you feel lethargic. <laughs> hey, hey, don't be, weather, don't be like, a Gary V, yeah. Don't be a Gary V, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this beautiful weather, you can do so much more without like feeling sticky and that you need to run to the toilet every no, other, but I'm telling you, every other I'm telling you, I think it's like Singapore's version of winter blues. Winter you know, blues. like in winter when it's, you don't see the yellow sun and all, yeah. I guarantee you, like people listening confirm there'll be two schools of thought. I'm I'm with you on this. Like I feel this weather is so shook. Like you can walk outside, you can go for a run even, and it's chilly. Yeah, but I can yeah. imagine some people saying, "Well, Lawe, this weather is damn gloomy." Confirm. Uh, yeah. But your household people, is generally, your household is generally will never be never be satisfied. Huh? They never be satisfied. <laughs> when it's too <laughs> hey, hot, they say it's too hot. And when it's like this, then they say, the... "Oh, I miss the sun." <laughs> Hey, you woke up on the wrong side of bed, is it? Huh? What no, happened no, to I the just, normally Mr. Positive? I'm very positive. This is why I'm very happy. I'm very happy about this weather. So I, I don't get people who are like, you know, not happy about it. Although, although they, they, they said there's some flooding. Apparently, like, like I think in Changi, you know, it was the most long halos, yeah, yeah, in like 39 years or something like that. Or close to 39 yeah. years. Yeah. I mean, do you think it could be the case, right, that for to reduce people clustering outside and meeting up, that there was some seeding done or not? Some cloud seeding? Mm, yeah, la, this, this is, is as likely so, uh, as global warming is not real. Yeah. Hey, hey, I really think there's something there because I heard it through the grapevine. Uh. I can't uh, name my sources, but I, I heard it through the grapevine. In fact, in fact no, you think about it, like, the I think the biggest breach, the biggest social distancing breach so far uh, of 44 people hanging out over New Year's Eve. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that took place over New Year's Eve. La. So, I mean, cold weather doesn't... In fact, maybe it keeps people in even more. Yeah, keeps people in. So, I don't know, man. I think it could go both ways. I just thought it was an interesting thought. La. But we'll never mm. know. Mm. We will mm. never know. But yes, it is our first... Is it our first podcast of the year? Yes. It is. Oh my God, 2021. Yeah. 2021. And We're going to keep churning out this podcast. What? Yeah, start off with a big banger here, 2021. Uh, you are you uh setting the context for the first topic? Yeah, correct. That's really right. oh, wait, wait, yeah, but yeah. you haven't. You still we still need to do the plug, right? The plug. Yeah. Okay, so this is a new year, but the same old two people trying to talk about serious shit with comedy, uh, yeah. and hopefully our podcast can continue to grow this year 
like it did last year. And a big part of that growth was people just sharing our podcast with people they know. So if mm. this podcast is bringing you joy as you listen to us now or has brought you joy in the past, it would be great if you could share it with just one person. Share mm. it over WhatsApp, Instagram, anything. Just to someone who may not have heard about us or maybe who wants to listen to news with a touch of comedy. Mm-hmm. That's right. Not just listen cool. to news, but go deeper, deep dive into the news. Yeah. So and what ask is the, the questions news? that... Yeah, the first wait, piece of news plug, that we're going to deep dive into. Let me, finish, let me finish my tagline. Oh, okay. ask still the on questions. it. Uh. Yes. Then now I'm too far in it to stop. Some things <laughs> Shut still up. haven't changed. Shut up. 20, 20, 20, 20, Shut up. Which is what? Which is what? Uh, Say lah. Which is what? The long wind. The long wind. <laughs> the long wind. Yeah. The long wind. <laughs> Yo, it's the Indian characteristic, man. I can't, I can't shake it off. What was my tagline? Oh, so we asked the questions that you might not dare to ask or want to ask. See, like, you fucking ruined the moment, no? Okay. You ruined the cool. damn moment. <laughs> no, I Piece think it's an interesting shit. topic. That's why I was like, excited to, to jump into it. Like. Okay, okay, okay. So what is the topic? What is the topic? The I mean, the first piece of news that came out of uh, Singapore government's offices this year was the cancellation of the high-speed rail network that was supposed to be built and completed between um, Singapore and, and Malaysia, which would link yeah. Singapore to KL in 90 minutes, uh, high-speed trains. 90 minutes, yeah. 90 minutes. And um, yeah, it was meant to be completed initially in 2024, and then it was later, I think, delayed to 2031, but but it still seemed like you know it was going to be completed hook by crook, lah. Um, and then, you know, obviously, Malaysia in the last few years went through a number of leadership transitions and there were, you know, different views from, from the leaders, from Mahathir and from Mahudin about, uh, about about whether the high-speed rail should continue. Lah. And mm. officially on 31st December 2020, that was the final date to, you know, for both sides to come to an agreement about, about where things are at with the high-speed rail. And they could not come to an agreement, so the whole high-speed rail has been cancelled and Jurong is weeping. Fucking cancelled, man. Yeah. Oh, love it. Actually, it was, I, uh, I, yeah. I thought it was like, wow, uh, you know, usually, like, you start the year at least with like some nice message or something like that, but the first thing here is cancelled like every That's other right. thing in 2020. It yeah. was literally, literally 1st January, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. It yeah. was, yeah, there was a joint statement that was issued. So, I mean, the, 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 uh, it was originally meant to be completed by 2026, not 2024. Oh, sorry. So still, okay. uh, still, still, uh, a, sh- a much closer period of time than 2031, like. And mm. the extent of this, right? I mean, did you ever take trains to KL when you were young? No, never. I've never experienced that. I I've never. only driven. Yeah. Driven like yeah. one when I was younger, the taking the overnight train to KL was actually quite a fun thing, like. Um, mm. of course, when you are, uh, a kid. Uh, having a a bed on a train sounds like the best thing ever. Mm. Now, I think it could still be fun, but now it'd be a very different experience. But it used to take seven hours. Like, you get in a bed at like 10 plus and all, then you arrive at like, actually no, maybe more than that. I think the direct afternoon train is seven hours, the night train is about eight hours. Can you slow down and just like, uh, bring everyone back on the, on the (laughs) recollection train about what was the experience like? Like, where, where do you go to take the train? And what was it like, and you know who you were with, and all that. Because because this is new to me, I I never experienced it. Oh, you never experienced it. Okay, so I never, I never. it used to be at at Tanjung Paga, the old railway station. 
Mm, the one right. that now uh, is just like fashion shows and, yeah, like and pop-up Instagram stores pop-up and, and all, all that. that right? yeah, 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 correct. Correct. You go there um, and I think we started off and by we, it was my brother and my mom because my mom has a lot of family in Malaysia. We, we tried taking the afternoon train, I think, but afternoon train, you're sitting down for the whole time, seven, eight hours. There's nice scenery because mm. the route that the train takes is different from the road route. So it's a lot more, there's not much of development around it or at least that point in time so it's scenic mm. but the night train you go there at about 10 plus I think you get in the train you literally have a bed with a mm. small window and it's a bunk bed which is always cool when you're young you mm. get in and I think it starts off at like 10, 30 or 11 and you reach KL at about 6 plus or 7 but each so that means bunk beds and then each family has your own carriage or what? Uh, no I th- it's basically like cabins like you have a cabin with cabin, maybe yeah. 10 beds 10, 10 pairs of beds on either side and then okay. the next cabin and the, the next the next carriage like the next carriage so it's like an uh, MRT almost it's not like those fancy oh. Europe trains where you have a berth of uh, 4, so 4, like, 4 so it's an MRT where you could be sleeping you know opposite the aisle is another family or something like that lah yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but you got curtains, like, You got mini curtains. Oh, you got curtains. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so I used to fucking love it, like, Because it's just, like, I don't know when you're, I don't know if it's a kid thing, but you know, bunk beds and like, oh shit, you know, you're sleeping on a train and moving. Yeah. So it's fucking yeah, cool. Yeah, but yeah. it used to take a fucking long time, like. Then once you start flying, okay, um, the it's still door to door. It still takes about what three, four, maybe five hours flying. Mm, even though the right. the plane journey is like 45, 55 minutes, then there's yeah. bus, which is four to five hours, lah. So having mm. a ninety minute train is fucking awesome, and my yeah, mom was so damn happy about it because she has a lot of family in KL. Lah. Yeah, and um, I think if I'm not wrong, even around the the area where the the rail station was supposed to be built, uh, in Jurong. The government mm. had already started like uh, buying back land from like Jurong uh, yeah. Country Club and they started to like clear it and develop it, right? And then um, a lot of property around that area, that means like private condominiums and all that, were marketing themselves as like, oh, you know, we're right next to the high-speed rail uh, station in Singapore and it's going to be convenient mm-hmm. for you to get to and from Malaysia and everything, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you think about it, you could literally be a Malaysian who works in Singapore. Yeah. Because yeah. some people who live in Pasiris, if they happen to work, uh, I don't know, like what, last time one of my colleagues when I was working at the airport, she stayed in Jurong. She, she would take an hour and a half to come to work every day. Yeah. So you imagine you're a Malaysian, you work in Singapore, you go back home to KL, it's all like over the weekend, it'd be so much easier, right? But then yeah. this whole cancellation thing, the more I read about it, the more I realized how major the news is. But mm. it didn't strike me as being major. Like. But one thing I must say that I found interesting is that on 30th December, right, PM mm. Lee posted something on Facebook where he just talked about how he's always been fascinated by trains and all things to do with trains. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so apparently he walked along the rail corridor from Rifle Range Road to Gimo uh, and he shared some very nicely taken pictures. And the next day, boom. <laughs> the fucking train train deal gets closed and first December they first January they announce it lah. Yeah, um, yeah. But if you look at the history, it is quite interesting lah. They first started talking about it by in 2010, and it was proposed by of all people Najib. Najib. <laughs> Najib. And yeah. it was like probably at the height of one MDB like yeah, that's and everything that when he was proposed right when it was proposed. 
Yeah, it was like you know when you maybe get your paycheck or you got a big bonus or something, you're like, fucking mm. man, hell man, I'm gonna buy everything. Yeah. I'm gonna buy the new laptop, the new iMac, yeah. the new this. Upgrade, uh, upgrade. Was, okay, upgrade, upgrade. Everything is upgrade. upgrade. Yeah, oh, installment. <laughs> okay, okay, pay installment, pay installment. No problem. Yeah, five hours in Singapore, no, <laughs> la, why not make it 90 minutes, man? Yeah. 90 minutes. Yeah, uh, yeah, so, yeah. but I think generally everyone was very receptive to it. Uh, and mm. then uh, Singapore agreed formally in 2013 with yeah. the yeah, expectation to complete in 2026. Then the whole one MDB thing, the one uh, Najib became like was a uh, was like a the poster boy for corruption and embezzlement. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then in 2018, when he lost to Martyr, that's when like what you said, Martyr issued some warning. Mm-hmm. Correct. And Martyr and said right that yeah. he has to yeah basically they have to relook every huge infrastructure project that has been committed to because uh, I mean uh, there was. I mean, there was a lot of money that had been embezzled or, you know, through 1MDB and all that. Lah. So there wasn't a lot of money left in the coffers. Uh. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it sounds like a... I don't know whether it's just a political thing or not, but it sounds like a good thing to do. Lah. Yeah. But then, yeah. I think they were supposed to... All he said was that... I mean, he had some things saying that, okay, you know, it be can, it might be cancelled, it might be scrapped, but then it became postponed. Lah. So mm. then it got postponed to... What to from 2016 to 2018, then mm. 2018 to May 2020, then mm. May Muhyiddin apparently called Kobun up uh, or someone uh, called Kobun one up and said, okay, can we have another seven months till 31st mm. December la. Yeah, then boom, cancel. But the context is that I mean, on the same day la, right on first Jan, Malaysia also announced another three month uh, extension of the movement control order in their country. Mm. So, um, shit's not going well there. La. Like, like yeah. the, the virus is, is really spiraling out of uh, control and, 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 you know, hospitals are jacked up and, and, you know, I'm hearing a lot on the ground that there are a lot of people who, yeah, la, lost their jobs and can barely afford a meal a day and, and stuff like that la. and they can't rely on the, you know, on, on the government handouts to help them and things like that. So maybe to them, even even a high-speed rail, it's not even that big a priority anymore la, to even sit down and discuss. Because it's, you know, we, firstly, we can't even travel at this point. Secondly, it's like, you know, people in their own country are like suffering and and to keep committing to something that's so expensive that's just doesn't seem, maybe politically, just doesn't seem like right. La. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like, from looking at this back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, it almost makes me feel like, if you imagine like a, like a girlfriend boyfriend couple, la. mm. you know, like one party really wants to eat at a fancy restaurant mm. or like buy this new car or something, and the other party mm. is maybe having issues of his or her, her own who hasn't been really, I mean, has kind of hinted at it to the other partner. And then yeah, at some yeah. point, he's like, he or she is, you know what, I can't fucking afford this shit. Yeah. And the pain that the, the, the scrapping of the plans is going to cause is still less than what you might have to pay for the new car. La. Yeah, but but that's it, uh. That's because we are we are characterizing it as a very luxurious, um, un- almost unnecessary expense, uh. mm. But actually, mm. when when I heard the news, also I also felt like, oh fuck, you know, like if there really was a way to get to KL within ninety minutes and all, right? I think that mm. that opens up a lot of opportunities for Singaporeans as well. Yeah, mm. not just in terms of travel, but just think about like. You know the 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 pain points of tra of traveling for business and things like that. 
you 90 minutes really isn't that long, so you remove that pain point of traveling to KL for meetings and all, and maybe it would spur more companies to to take Malaysia more uh more seriously Because now you know everyone just keeps talking about at first it was China, then now everyone just saying it's all like all about Indonesia, and a lot of times we don't look like uh we don't look north at Malaysia that as much like, for various reasons, uh, and I'm sure one of them is also is like if you're gonna spend all that time traveling to KL already. You, where you could have already flown to Indonesia, why don't you just focus on the Indonesian markets? It's just bigger and, and you know, uh, rising middle class, etc. So, so I, I yeah. did feel like, oh, there's a bit of a pinch there. And obviously, the other way around as well for Malaysians wanting to work in Singapore. Like, I think, obviously, that one is, is, you can tell from like circuit breaker and everything, there's a lot of Malaysians who work in Singapore and would uh, benefit from being able to travel to and fro faster. Yeah. Um mm. and just yeah and, and like you say like, just culturally just having a train that actually you know another form of travel out of the country that that could be an experience in and of itself is pretty awesome. I think about like the bullet trains in Japan, you know they were mm. they were built to be like uh to show the modernity of Japan post war and everything, and and now it's one of those things that you when you go to Japan you just have to try it out at least once like, right you know. To tr- for some reason, it's, it's it's just a pretty awesome experience by itself. And then there's even food that you should eat while you are taking the train and, and things like that. Lo. It builds its own like uh, folklore and, and history, right? But now... So, we, so let me, you were saying that, that the yeah. Shinkansen was almost like a rallying rallying effort. Uh. So that was the, the source of it. Uh. Post-war, it was just like one of those projects to galvanize the nation and to put... Japan on the map uh, because after, I think Shinkansen was first and then the the high speed rail started spreading to Europe and all that right mm, I, I, I believe so I mean uh, if if if, uh, if my reputed sources of a Netflix documentary are correct uh, mm. it, it's basically yeah, like it was around I mean I it, it makes sense right that one of the reasons the Japan like it really uh, I mean emerged from World War II as a superpower really quickly. Like, we're talking about like 20, 30 years, like, right? And yeah. building the, the bullet train and everything was a, a real testament to the engineering know-how and, and, and the ability to galvanize everyone to do something together, which is something that, you know, um, Singaporeans, we like to we like to also boast about, like, that we, you know, we can grit our teeth and actually uh, build something very quickly if we really want to. Like, like how, a bit like how our response to COVID so far has has appeared to the rest of the world. Uh. So mm. so so the high speed rail I think would been pretty awesome. Um but I also wanted to just check with you like uh, because you you have a lot of uh family in KL and everything and how yeah. how do you think they have been responding to high speed rail and, and like do they have any insight into why why this might have fallen through and, and not happened? Uh, I mean, so whenever I go to KL, which used to be at least a couple of times pre-COVID, uh, I would always just try and pick their brains about the political situation in Malaysia and why this happened, why that happened. And I would imagine if I were to ask them now, right, they would say they probably had no faith in the HSR ever happening and they knew some kind of shit like this would happen. <laughs> they probably say you only your Singaporeans are suckers. Yeah. I think that would be the general sentiment. And they would say, yeah, exactly that. They were like, hello, most governments in the world, they will fuck up time to time. You all are just in this little bubble where y'all are so small and it's easier to <laughs> run and your government, okay lah, 
competent. Uh, they don't do this kind of shit. But Malaysia is a whole different ballgame. Like earlier this February when I when I went out for a cousin's wedding before I was yeah. like before the fucking tsunami of COVID. Uh, I think I did ask them, so are you all concerned about COVID? They're like, what the fuck is COVID? Our political situation is shit. Everything's breaking down. Why would you give a shit about COVID? <laughs> then I was like, uh, I guess yeah, the, the hierarchy of priorities. Uh. So COVID was at that point not the highest and at this point honestly I think the HSR I think Singapore I don't know this is just coming out of my ass is like um, Singaporeans or at least Singaporean the Singaporean with Malaysian ties might be more distraught at this than than Malaysians are. Mm. because I mean the interesting thing that you said just now like um, about how in the long run right it's a fucking good idea because it's not just Singapore and KL no there are seven stops along the way Mm, um, because there, there's an express train that is was planned to run every 30 minutes Singapore to Malaysia but then there was another uh, and that would take 90 minutes there was another train that would also run half an hour and would make stops at each of the seven stations uh, and it would take 120 yeah. minutes to come to Singapore so it's yeah, not yeah. just speeding up the journey from Singapore to Malaysia but within these these major cities uh, like Seremban uh, Malacca which is pretty awesome as well because like, then it increases mobility within Malaysia as well but mm. I mean I'm just thinking I think it, it is it might just be okay probably maybe there's some politics maybe there's some fucking I don't know some reason that we are not aware of why the Muhyiddin mm. uh, decided to do this and, and fuck shit like that because if this was Mahathir's stance and we all know Mahathir still is a very influential guy if Muhyiddin goes against Mahathir maybe Mahathir might do something to fuck up uh, Muhyiddin's plan or something because even mm. uh, two months ago Anwar was trying to derail Muhyiddin's uh, budget approval right to the parliament mm. so there's all this shit but then I think if if because Malaysia right now has a trillion trillion ringgit uh, deficit, I think. Mm. Um, it might just be one of those things in real life. You know, like, uh, let's say renting versus buying a house. Yeah. You know, renting, it's ultimately throwing away money, uh, mm. money that could be used against a mortgage to buy an asset. But in the short term, it's easier. Mm. Whereas buying a house, right, you need to fucking come up with this shit, put it at one go. So even if it makes long-term sense for Malaysia, maybe it's a case that for them right now, is really a huge fucking budget. Because uh, I think yeah. it was planned to cost them about $35 billion, I think. Mm, mm, mm. Correct. Um, I couldn't find any number for how much it's going to cost Singapore. Mm. I think because people were saying, ah, taxpayer money for this Malaysia, fuck shit, fuck that, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think Malaysia would be bearing the brunt of the cost because the line is yeah, like, it's more in Malaysia. Yeah, and I've read reports that um, the line is not really sustainable if it only is serving domestic travel only for Malaysia. Mm. Because, uh, I mean, yeah, la, you do need that influx of Singaporeans or Malaysians traveling to and fro to, for it to make it um, sustainable la, in the long run. Because a lot mm. of people will not choose to the that option if they can just drive or they can take a cheaper form of transport like budget air to and from mm. each country. La. Whereas... Yeah, the attraction of the the train is that you really you get the train station. You know, you you don't have to do all that stuff like checking or that. You can even roll your luggage with you onto the train probably, and then you just sit down. You see, you don't need to like uh take your your air sickness pills or whatever. Then you just conk out for like ninety minutes and hey, you're in, you're in the cent- central Malaysia already la. But but the other p- uh, yeah. group that also I guess uh maybe I don't know whether you feel bad for or feel anything for la, but. Those people who invested in property around around Jurong, you know, thinking that Jurong would be mm. the next CBD, 
because because mm. I think that was touted as such uh, that um this is pre-COVID that Singapore would build a second CBD around Jurong so that, you know, people come in from Malaysia to work as well. And then rather than everyone just being in the CBD and then clogging up the travel to and from CBD, like they sh- they'll build a second CBD in the West and make it a vibrant uh, a vibrant uh, corporate town as well. Uh. And, and I mean, mm. I guess the two things that happened since then were the COVID, which meant that CBD is not even filled up in itself already. And uh, and yeah, like, this cancellation of high-speed rail. Like. So now suddenly yeah. it's like, eh, then what happens to, or what happens to all these plans about Jurong again? Like. Although Lawrence, I think someone, Lawrence Wong or what, came out to say, so I mean, some minister came out and said, yeah, we're not, this doesn't change our plans to develop Jurong and all that, like, but, but definitely, I don't think making a second CBD makes sense at this point like, when, you know, places like WeWork are, uh, having trouble filling up the uh, the officers and all that, lah. But I guess if it's in the west, then it won't be a CBD anymore, lah. It'll be the WBD. W- because the C in, <laughs> in CBD is central, right? Yeah, lah, yeah, lah. Correct, correct. But the easier for you. WBD people think weapons of <laughs> weapons of bad destruction, that <laughs> yeah, kind of thing. What kind of WBD? Nobody goes WBD. You just say CBD one, CBD two, lah. Okay, lah. You know. <laughs> so what? WBD is like a, a less harmful version of WMD, yeah. Exactly. It's just not mass destruction. It's just bad yeah. destruction. Bad destruction. It's a little like a like a house, uh, like like a house, not a city. Yeah. The yeah, WBDs yeah. in Jurong. Yeah. <laughs> no, so but I Jur- feel, you know, I Jurong mean, was like yeah. in the last few years, like everyone's like, oh, you know, there's this like Jurong now is like fun place to hang out. There's big box, lah, there's all these uh different malls opening and all. But now like a lot of stuff seems to be just be falling apart, lah. <laughs> but big big box closed down in twenty eighteen. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Is that is one one piece of bad news after another for those uh, invested in Jurong. Uh. Yeah. No. So if people were buying properties as an investment investment in, in Jurong, then to me it's like okay, there is a risk in every investment you make. Uh. Um, yep, yep. I feel worse for the companies that maybe were got contracts for this because mm. you can imagine they will be fucking huge, right? Or even the mm. people employed to yeah. work on this. Well, yeah. what happens to them? I, I just saw an article saying that um like Najib uh has accused the government of cancelling and then uh just as a as a way of compensation to a company they contracted to carry on paying them for years like an annual compensation mm-hmm. because because the thing is Malaysia is really going to have to pay Singapore I think they yeah. already paid fifteen million for the yeah. delay yeah uh, according to Corbun one we've already spent a fuck ton of money yeah, yeah. um. Uh, on this so and I think if there's a cancellation part of the reworked agreement that was signed in 2016 or 2018 included a clause for what happens if it's cancelled like, and I think Malaysia will have to bear the brunt of a lot of costs like. I think it's like um, 100 million but, or yeah. something and they have to pay yeah, yeah it can be quite yeah it can be quite significant which is still much less than the 27 billion or something that mm. this was meant to cost Malaysia but if you imagine the companies like the for a deal like this right I think certain companies can be fucked over man uh, I mean, we we've been <laughs> uh, exposed to a situation mm. Uh, mm. where a company liquidating has caused us uh, some issues, which we still can't fucking talk much about. Mm. Um, but if a construction company or some sort of company, yeah, it just feels like wow, fuck this this on New Year's no, they cannot choose mm. any other time to fucking announce this. Yeah, <laughs> like, but I guess wow, they, it's it's. They they kind of had no choice lah because the there was a lot there was a lot of chatter in the press about oh what's going to happen mm. after thirty first December and everything really lah, 
Um, but I don't yeah. know. What, I, th- I think I read somewhere in some comments somewhere. Like, and obviously, these are Facebook comments or whatever comments. So don't don't particularly take them with, uh, you know, don't 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 eat them just... Holy like grail. This, uh. Yeah, just take it with like a whole bucket of salt. Uh. But I, I, I think I read somewhere something that even on Singapore's side, there were some disagreements about um, what Malaysia wanted. Uh, one of which was actually that the 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 real the real station was supposed to be linked directly to the airport as well KLIA and mm. uh, that that was a big no no for Singapore lah. Have you heard of uh, anything like this? No, I I, I okay. That. So yeah, it might have been mere speculation or what lah. But I was just thinking about it. Yeah, actually, if 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 let's say this 90-minute uh, station, my 90-minute rail is linked directly to KLIA, right? That, that like, yeah. um, you know, it, you know, it would then KLIA becomes a real, like, real big competition to Changi Airport in terms of being a, oh, yeah a hub for travel, right? Yeah. yeah. That's fucking true, man. Actually, uh, I know, I know, I saw some uh, pattering uh, here and there about um, little things like this disrupting the plans uh. but like what mm. you said then it might be cheaper to fly to Malaysia and then take the train to Singapore uh, right? exactly yeah exactly oh shit yeah. uh, that's why there's all this, this this stuff under the surface uh, which yeah. will be fucking interesting uh. so it might yeah. Well, well, I guess what I'm saying is that it might not be entirely just be a Malaysia politics issue there could have been a mm. bunch of other things that Singapore also trying to protect its interest in certain ways I mean think about it we've built mm. now how many terminals do we have now four Four terminals. Four. Yeah, and, they, one, yeah. and they are basically going to be uh, out of commission until what, 2022 or something like that, right? They're right yeah. now, they're all shut down for oh. for the time being already. So we have a lot of capacity and if, you know, we, we we need many, many years to get it back to full running capacity again. Actually, that's fucking interesting because at some point, there were three locations that were being considered in Singapore. Tuas, Jurong and Downtown East. Mm. And you can imagine if they're making it at downtown east, it would make sense to connect it to the airport. But mm. then if we connect it to our airport, KL will be like, all right, let us connect it to our airport. Mm. Oh, correct, correct. the plot. But you put it all the way at Jurong, then it's Holy like, oh, okay. And that's a bit troublesome to get from Jurong to Changi already. Lah. Right. Yeah. And then Singapore will say, yeah, you know, we could have, but we didn't because we want this to be a dedicated line to Singapore and Malaysia. And then in Malaysia, if they want to do it at KL, eh, you can see how it will ruffle some feathers. Ah. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. It could be that, yeah, that it could be have been that one, one negotiating point that Singapore could not, will not budge on, and Malaysia just was, you know, maybe using it to, for various reasons like, for a negotiating tactic or what as well like. But but it's oh, just yeah, like, it's just interesting to think about, even though just the geography of where you place the station, uh, really affects uh, affects how people perceive perceive the ease and use of travel on this on this particular. Um, train line though yeah but if it if it means anything just like googling uh, the history of high speed rail developments in Asia right mm. there are quite a few failures I think not just Asia around the world uh, I know California had one big one uh, years yeah. ago yeah. Um, in Thailand there's one that stalled Indonesia I think because it goes train rail lines that is go over such big geographies even if it's not cross country if it's yeah. Uh, cross within the country, but over huge distances, mm. there are so many other fucking things to think about, yeah. And that, like what you said, it, it all these little things which might factor into this decision. If you have a lot of those kind of things, right, they add up, right, and they can, they can literally result in people inching towards wanting to cancel this rather than carry on, Yeah, yeah. 
collectively, God you know, damn. I still feel that's yeah, interesting. Bit, I still feel a little bit sad that we don't have this high speed rail to one day look forward to, lah. Yeah, man. Because mm-hmm. like, well, like going. I mean, KL is 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 awesome. I mean, the the politics and all, it's not the best, but that also, I guess, results in, or I don't know, like Malaysia having a bit more of a less mechanical feel than Singapore. Mm-hmm. Correct, correct. So, so Asia, like Asia, yeah. when we can fly again. What's your favorite thing? Borders to eat? fucking open. What's your favorite thing to eat when you go KL? Uh Maggi goreng is always up there. Oh. Uh, ro- and uh, roti roti bom. Oh, but it's all stuff you can get in Singapore, lah. But different, lah. Like it's just something there that is. I don't know how. What else can you get in Malaysia that you can't get in Singapore? No, I tell you, it's the remember the chili pan mi that yeah. came, supposedly came to Singapore from KL, but it was yeah. it's just cannot compare, leh. The chili pan mi that in Malaysia is still so much better than the one in Singapore. Really, yeah, that, I mean, yeah, now yeah. Singapore also it's hard to find, eh. Yeah, and and it's just not the same, lah. It's just not as good and. Obviously, the price is also different, lah. But that one aside, just the taste is just isn't there, lah. Wow, actually, yeah, that's why it's called KL Chili Pan Mi, lah. Yeah, exactly. Ah, right. Imagine, imagine, like, oh, hey, we got a half day off from shoot or something. Go like KL. That. Yeah, let's just go to <laughs> KL today, lah. Yeah. Go KL, eat some go chili pan mi, bro. <laughs> chili pan mi, hello. Awesome. That'll be like be. the Friday night thing, also. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Ah. So I guess now that we have we have trans transgressed into food. Uh, in a lighter topic, it also sets the context for our goofy topic, lah. Mm. Which was is that, was that which is segue? not. Yeah, it was a horrible segue. Oh, yeah, was a that was too on the nose, lah. <laughs> yeah, I admit, I admit. But I wouldn't okay. even call it a segue. Yeah. yeah, I would say that's like a primary school way of progressing the story in your essay, lah. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, it was horrible. You don't even shit on it. I'm shitting it's on okay. it myself. Yeah, yeah. I let, I let, I let, I'll let, I'll let it just hang there for a bit. <laughs> Want to take a want to take a minute of silence? Is it? Want to take a minute of silence? Is it? Fucker, fucker. But but the uh, yeah, I mean this goofy topic. It's one of those issues that is around a serious thing, but it's a bit goofy, lah. Mm. So what happened? Um, was uh, there's this player, uh, Edison Cavani, who's a Uruguayan who. Uh, plays for Manchester United. He only transferred to Manchester United uh, a few months ago. Uh, and I mean, Manchester United is on a resurgence. Uh, and back in November, towards the end, Manu beat Southampton, which is uh, another English club. And Edison Cavani, who is quite a big social uh, following, he posted on his Instagram uh, something that, like a, like a response to uh, one of the comments on his... Instagram photo, he he messaged of the phrase Congracias uh, Negrito. Mm. Right? Yep. So um and it came out on this like a few days ago that he's been banned for three games and fined a hundred thousand pounds mm. mm. uh, by the football association oh, that, that yeah, runs by the, the football League, association. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um so the he hasn't chosen to appeal or anything, but now there's a lot of Uruguayan academics who have come out to say that the term Negrito, um, it in Uruguay it is always used as a as a term of endearment. La. It does mean little black man. Mm-hmm. Um but they 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 have come out to say that words referring to skin color, weight and other physical characteristics characteristics are often used among friends and relations in Latin America 
especially in the diminutive la, which mm. I guess would be like a actually what does that mean uh, in the diminutive my little my little this my little that or oh, like yeah. little brother little yeah. this little this yeah, yeah. so yeah so he said so I mean he has been very apologetic about it but I think a lot of people from Uruguay are in arms about that la. yeah so, actually he, no, he's apologetic know, like, but he does he still feels that he hasn't done anything wrong la, right he just apologizes that he he didn't get the cultural nuances la, I think Quite yeah correct, correct. Said, yeah um yeah he said my heart is at peace because I know that I always express myself with affection according to my culture and way of life mm. so I guess I mean it was probably one of those things that um he he is fucking he's probably one of Uruguay's most famous exports um mm. he has 7.9 followers on 7.9 million followers no 7.9 followers on Instagram uh, yeah. 7.9 million followers yeah. um but I think now a lot of the foreign language bodies and all are saying that the FA is being very ignorant. Mm-hmm. But, oh, I don't know. So, so how what, do you what think about a, it? What do you think about it? I'll give mm. you the flaw because, you know, it's a... I mean, Cavani, he is... Or, I mean, he's... Minority, yeah. He's also... <laughs> I mean, he's a majority in his country, right? Quite. Yeah. Uh, but I, in England, he isn't. La. Yeah, in England, he's... Uh, some of a minority, um, but yeah he, uh, Overall, he is yeah He's saying that the culture that in his culture that's that's how they greet each other or they they ter- terms of affection and endearment. Um, what what yeah? So I wanted to ask ask you what what you think about it Because like, you are, I mean, you are as as you always mentioned a minority in Singapore. So and, and yeah, you mm. also don't regard Chinese people as people of colour officially uh, so so yeah so, so that's how really I'll really give you the floor first to explain so, what you think uh, okay so right now I think that because he's playing in England um, and at this point in time where the race issue is at the forefront of everyone's minds uh. for him to use that term I don't think it was good lah. But is it and right or is it wrong? I think it is wrong. wrong. Yes. I think it is wrong at this point. Okay. Uh, I think it is wrong. So if he's because on holiday, is off season, he's on holiday, then he uses the term on his social media when he's in, I don't know, in some other country lah. Not England. Is that okay? Hmm. Uh, because because if he's playing for the English Premier League, yeah. I don't know, are they considered they're considered employees of a club, lah, right? And the employees yeah. of a club yeah. in England. Yeah. So I think there will still be repercussions, lah, because it's one of those things that if you are employed by the club, you are a representative of the club and I guess by extension the league that the club is in. Lah. Mm. So I think as much as the academics can defend uh that okay, it is used culturally in Uruguay very differently. The fact is he's playing for an English club. Um, if this happened in Uruguay, I think it would be very different. Of course, Uruguay is not as influential globally as like the UK, for example. Mm-hmm. But I think this one, I don't know, man. I, I think it's tricky, but I don't think the FA has a choice also. Mm. But I think there's a there's another layer to it also like, that, that we need to think about in that he's not even mm. speaking English. So um, to me, sometimes within languages, there are there are nuances that are only understood by people who, you know, speak the language fluently and all that. 
So for example, mm. like I mean, I use this example at nauseum lah, but it really is a. I think it is worth discussing, alright. Like when you say mm. someone's blacklisted, and blacklist has a very <laughs> negative connotation to it, alright. And, and and yeah, because we use the color black, you know, does that make it a bad thing, lah? And I'm sure in a, like other languages, even the Romance languages or that it's not necessarily literally blacklist like It's probably something else or what lah. Then does that mean that that you know, uh, when you go to, if you go if you are an English person and you're playing in the Spanish Premier League or what, then you use the word blacklist and then they're like, oh, you know that's terrible. You can't you can't use that word. First of all, uh, yeah. First of all, I do not appreciate your emphasis and your tone when saying the word blacklist. Why? Because you are. Yeah, then you're not treating it as a as a regular word, lah. But aside from that, um, I do think that blacklist ultimately it's not referring to a person. It's just using a word that is very charged at this point in time, lah. The negrito literally means little black man, yeah. and I think that is a lot more close to the skin color or just identifying someone by their skin color or something like that. I don't even know whether the person he was saying that comment to is. Uh, dark skin la. Mm. but I mean uh, yeah so the thing about yeah it's true it's not in his language but I mm. think the meaning of that word is what is causing the issue and I'm looking at his Twitter and yeah la, he has a longer statement about how um, he accepts the disciplinary sanction knowing that he's foreign to English language customs but he doesn't yeah. share the point of view he apologizes he offended so I mean he only came to England a few months ago la. Yeah. Um, but he before this he was at Paris Saint Germain for yeah. quite a while. Yeah. Uh. So he's he's been out of Uruguay for quite a while. Like. Yeah. So that's where I feel like, wow, this is a tricky thing, and I think the FA. Yeah, la, I I think they did what they had to do, la. I mean, that means they took the most literal meaning of the word and used it as the evidence in their judgment, la. Because okay, because you say meaning of words, right? But but ultimately, mm. if if like academics and, and experts in the language from that country are coming out and saying that the meaning of the word is not that kind of meaning they're talking about. And we know all, we know that meanings of words evolve over time, right? They're, they're on, mm. Language is not something set in stone like thousands of years ago and it never even, no, it evolves, takes time, 20 years, 10 years, 20 years, but it evolves, right? So yeah, that's why I find like, huh? If the experts are already coming out and also saying that you're really getting it all wrong, you know, academics are, you know, maybe these people even study in the US, UK or whatever, I don't know. Um, yeah, so so who, who, who is the FA to, to be the arbiter of, uh, of like what is the actual meaning of the word? La? That's my, my question. La. But if you, if the academics are all from Uruguay or from a Spanish-speaking country, then that is also probably not going to be objective. Right? Yeah, la, yeah, la. but they are, they know the language better than then someone, the guy working at FA, the the chairman of FA, lah, right? They know that language, in but we don't know whether we don't know whether there were any language specialists who were part of the hearing and the investigation. Okay, let, let's let's assume. I mean, on paper that there are not right, because ultimately that's not the that's not the thing, what that's not the job, what. But Why academics, you a linguist, that. a if, linguistic fucking, expert. If got investigation, they would. I'm, I give them the benefit of the doubt that they would do their due diligence and try and consult. And it's not just a bunch of oh, white English people sitting okay. there going like, "Oh, you know, negrito means little black man. This is racist." But or that's a the, bunch of that, that's the maybe that's the that comes down to the difference between you and me. Like, I'm I'm much less a believer that institutions will 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 go the extra mile to do the right thing. Like. 
I think you you have a lot mm. more trust in institutions and things like that. Because I mean, we've literally seen like, you know, when Congress talks to Mark Zuckerberg and then they're asking the Google guy about iPhone and he's like, yeah, we don't make the iPhone. Remember that? And they're like, they they don't. Sometimes these these people in high positions of power, they don't even know what they don't know, and then and they they do, yeah, but they're too arrogant is- to they're too arrogant to ask for help and everything. Uh. Yeah, I mean, uh, putting aside our general sentiments towards institutions, right now yeah. you're just speculating. What? So yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. I feel like... No, I'm saying, argument, so, but I'm saying, let's say, let's assume, more likely than not, that there wasn't a linguistics expert uh, from no, Uruguay. No, but that's, I think, that's, I think is a destructive, that's a destructive uh, assumption that immediately pushes this argument towards, uh, yeah, la, they, they didn't do what was right. La. Okay, so, yeah, la, that's, so a, that's what you're saying, la, that yeah. if there wasn't a consultation with a Uruguayan academic expert within the FA side. They're not, that means mm. they did something wrong. La. If they will say that again? So if there wasn't a Uruguayan language expert uh, or academic within the FA uh, within the FA ruling committee or whatever, then they mm. have done something wrong. Uh, no. No? That means they... Are you they, saying that that's what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you're saying that I just by just by me making an assumption about there not being a Uruguayan thing, it dis uh it's a uh, it destroys the uh, the whole argument already lah. I'm not saying it destroys. I'm saying it just adds a factor which is purely speculative lah. So how to make a rational? No, no, yeah, yeah, it's purely speculative. But because the FA did not say that they oh, we consulted with language experts and we realized that, I'm just gonna assume the FA is made out of people from England who have like uh-huh. taken. Who have taken the most literal interpretation of the word, uh, to be to be what it means, lah, you know, and not think about the context or the cu- culture that it comes from or anything, lah, right? Mm. I'm just gonna mm. assume that because, because I mean, that's what essentially they did to, I uh, that's what I'm uh, on paper it seems to me based on the information that's provided, that's on on paper what it seems to me that they've done, lah, they've taken the the most literal interpretation of the word and say that okay this is unacceptable okay which is fine if you call someone mm. little uh, a little black person in England it's terrible that right that, that, that's, mm. that that's not, doesn't go down well uh, but they've mm. not taken into account the um, nuances of the culture or the background of the person or where he comes from and how it's used in the country la. they've not mm. consulted with an academic from that country or that language or what la, right Mm. Correct. So, so um, in that case, you think you think you think that's right or wrong for them to have done that? To not take uh, the account all that lah. I mean, I the, the one is just like painting this hypothetical situation, eh, which which to me is it's it doesn't help. Then it's just a thought experiment that takes one extreme. Right? No, how no, does no. that how does that help help evaluate this thing? But it's not an extreme one. Right? It's not an extreme one. Right? It's just saying so that they did not. I, I'm not saying that they, they, they did not go the extra yeah. mile because if if on the other side, no, so if on the other side the academics coming out saying that they've not, if they're on the other side the academics coming out and saying that they've not done their proper research, that's what I'm saying, lah. Is that yeah, lah. If they've not done their proper research, but in their mind they they, they came to a conclusion that it's still it's still a very bad thing. Then is that a no? I, is that something we I want? I can see. Or? I can see what you're saying. Yeah. I think you don't need to take the extreme to make your point. All you're saying is extreme. are they wrong for it's taking the literal? No, just let me finish. Like, let me finish. Okay, I fucking but you let keep, you, you say it's extreme. I'm, telling, I'm saying okay. Let's put it up front. It's not the extreme view that I'm taking. I'm just taking what is on paper. That's all. No, 
No, you, then you see, you're, you are making your own interpretations. Let me finish. All I'm okay. saying is, what you're asking, you don't even need to say whether they took the fucking consultation from the language experts. All you're saying is, are they wrong to take the literal translation uh, and, and use that to evaluate? Like, it doesn't matter if they've consulted experts or not. Even if the experts consulted, said, oh, it's a literal translation, is bad. By your argument, they did the bad thing. Like. So all you're asking is that. I just feel like um, what you're saying right now, it, it's still very speculative, but it takes mm. away and it, and it fills me up with all this runty rage uh, when you put all the things uh, in it. But at the crux of it, isn't that what you're saying? That are they wrong to just take the literal translation? Yes, correct. And use that as a version. They just say that lah. Fuck, you yeah. put all these other stupid things no, no, around it's it. No, it's important. Because yeah. you initially, you said that I'm sure that they checked the... the hey, no, no, said, I didn't say I'm sure. I no, said, you said I give I'm them the benefit sure of the doubt. I'm pretty sure you give them the benefit of the Then I said, remember, yeah, that's why I don't think institutions go to that extent to, to yeah, but, make sure but that I, they get that, every facet of it. Lah. But whether or not they talk to consultants was never the crux of my argument. I'm just saying that at the, at the core of it, I think... They did, uh, like he used a term that identified a person based on the color of his skin or apparent color of his skin, and they used that for their judgment, lah. Yeah. So going by your your stance and question whether they are wrong to take the literal translation, I think, uh, they, they still, even if they just use the literal literal translation, I think they did what they had to do, lah. No, no, they did what they had to do, but do you think it was fair, lah? Or right and wrong lah. Okay, so I don't know. Okay. I think I think as an institution, they did what they had to do. Whether fundamentally, philosophically, whether it's right or wrong, I am on the fence. No, I I I feel that they, if they've not consulted all this and in, in th- thought a bit more about the culture and all that, then I feel that they've not done enough as an institution lah. Because so I okay, mean, no, no, no. Don't say me, don't say consulted the culture and all. Then you no, 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 answer okay, the same wait, question. Wait, wait. It's not about you <laughs> anymore. Relax, relex. The, 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 the argument is not about you. I'm saying they have not done enough. As in they, the FA. Uh, it's not about you. Don't worry, don't worry. Because I, no, I, but am, then I'm again, totally you're saying they have not done enough. You're assuming that all I'm saying is is yeah. you, are they wrong in your mind whether they they use the literal translation to evaluate the case. Because if you're saying I think they're wrong, I think they're wrong. I think they're wrong. Okay lah, then that then that's where we yeah. differ lah, and that yeah. I think that's totally fine. So, so yeah, let but me finish. Let me finish. Because yeah, yeah. I think you're losing your marbles thinking that this argument's about hey, no, you. No, no, See, now oh, you it's not are. About you. It's no, about no, no, the, no. I have a problem the with the way you are approaching this argument. Don't don't, don't talk about my marbles, okay? My okay, marbles guys, guys, are mine. Okay, let's, yeah. okay, let's just give Harish yeah. about another minute to rent, and then let me then I'll be able to carry on my point. Don't give this. All right, don't talk about this condescending shit. Fuck off, man. Fuck off. Okay, but go on. Okay. <laughs> My point is, as the institution, as the FAA, I think especially uh-huh. because they have such a large population of um, foreign international players within the Premier League, right? Premier League has a lot of foreigners, mm. right? They do need mm. to look more into the nuances uh, of of the of the players, lah. And and when I mean, we're not talking about tens or thousands or what, lah. I mean. Maybe every country, every language, someone needs to be represented. And the truth is they have a lot of money and all that. Lah. So they need to, I think they need to, if, if this kind of thing comes up, right, they also need to check with experts, lah, real experts from that country who are experts in that language and not just take the most literal interpretation of it. Uh, like, oh, in English, this sounds terrible. or oh, means it's, it's, it's bad. Because that to me sounds smacks of a little bit of uh, the typical very colonial kind of mentality, lah, you know, that because you're living in England, so if you're, you know, this kind of thing, and, and it's terrible and all that. Lah. Because then, yeah, lah, like it throws out the questions, like if he's on vacation in, in, in back home uh, during Christmas or something, and, and 
he's still using his social media because he's the employee of a of yeah like English Premier League club. Like does he have to change how he speaks and everything lah? So that, that that because that's not part of his job, is he to speak in, um I mean speaking English is not part of his 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 job scope lah, right? So it's not mm. it's not something like like where you're like um a presenter or retail a retail assistant or something where you need to to the language proficiency to be able to play football. Lah. So I, I feel that mm. they've not done enough and, and in this case they've jumped to uh uh you know, they're like they're a bit too trigger happy in terms of just jumping to a conclusion to ban him lah. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. That's my take on okay. it. Okay. Yeah. So then if someone comes to Singapore and whatever language and they post something, hey, you know, thank you, uh like what would be uh and uses a term I'm trying to think of something that yeah. like okay, Negrito essentially means little black man. La. And yep. even if you take that literal translation, the only reason why it's causing so much controversy is because right now Anything like black man or being like being called by a white person, there's a lot of racial tension, uh, There's a lot of uh, a lot of loaded baggage behind that word. Mm. So if someone comes to Singapore and uses a term that is okay in their culture that has loaded baggage in Singapore, I would feel like, hey, you know, you come to Singapore, you need to be respectful of our culture and and our language, like, And if you don't know, okay, then you will you learn from this mistake, like, But I still think it's a mistake. Uh. On his part too. Oh yeah, yeah. If he's is, if he's done something, uh, yeah, like culturally insensitive, uh, it is a mistake, lah. But I'm saying that we need to see what the term is, law, and determine, you know, look, look a bit deeper into it instead of immediately saying that just because you're foreigner, most likely you don't understand anything, and it's a mistake, lah. That's all, lah. <laughs> that's so if you can come up with the example, you're going off much, over, easy, over. La, no, but the example I I don't have I don't have a, thing, an example there now. There isn't, yeah, you see, there isn't like uh, there isn't like there, it's not easy to to find. An example, yeah, it's not uh, easy. Yeah, but yeah. I guess so. That's the, what I say. It's not the kind of thing yeah. that so easily you can just say, oh, you know, it's it's terrible, it's a mistake. That's what I'm saying, lah. I'm saying upfront, lah. To, to immediately jump to the conclusion that it was terrible, it's his fault, it's a mistake. That's well, why I'm I jumping to conclusions. The thing is, is the term that is is very racially charged and uh there that so so that's why also the term is very different, right? There are very few terms that are as loaded as as something like uh the the term black and associating a man with their color or the skin and all that. So because yeah. they are different terms, I'm just saying in this case that I think the the thing about how culturally in their country it's fine means that it they can say it in a country where maybe it is not final. So mm. so that's where I'm coming from. And I think as if he's working for uh, playing for an English club in an English league, I think there is an added layer of responsibility that public figures like him should be aware of. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, possible, possible. I mean, so that, that I, I, all I'm trying to say is that there's a lot more nuance to this than, than uh, it's not very easy. Like, it's not black and white. And, uh, there's a lot of grace in between, and that's why I also mm. s- r- struggle when people rush to like, to 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 judge the person based on his the most simplistic explanation of what he said and all that lah, you know. Yeah. Cause, cause but that's why also for, you, for, especially so for English, words, for English so saying, people, for English or in, uh, someone from Britain or the uh, organization of Britain to to just storm in and say that hey, you guys are racist and you know you. Again, so like you're I saying said, like, storm based on what? Colonialism, la, you know. Storm in when you say it implies like what? Immediately they they storm in. What about this thing makes you think they stormed in? No, nah, they deprived the person of his 
his right to But play, he did it to, on to November 29 and they just released the the statement. Wa. So you're saying storm in and make it seem like it was an impulsive decision, rash decision. So that's why uh. I think you are you are painting a brushstroke <laughs> which doesn't represent the time frame. La. No, but I mean, as in stormed in in the sense of like, yeah, la, oh, we want to put a stop to this. We want to stop you from being employed for like three matches and not play for your club for three very key matches coming up. Especially, I think all men you But whether the matches, whether that, the matches la, are right. key or not is separate from this one. Yeah, yeah, but you deny the person employment. I mean, it's never nice. Like, you find him £100,000, which, you know, for any, what, even the. No, when you say deny employment. Still amount of money, la. When you say deny yeah. employment, also, they're not really doing that, what? He's still going to get paid. He's just not going to play the match. No, 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 but he also gets. He's, he has to pay a fine, la. Yeah, pay a fine, one thing, but when you say deny employment, la, that's a very different thing, no? Okay, like, they didn't we're fire him. Semantics. We're going to semantics because no, it is not ultimately semantics. a football not player semantics. not being allowed to play football essentially is you're not allowed to carry out your job, lah, right? But he's still employed, why? He's still getting paid. Okay, right? okay, fine, fine. You're getting paid. Fine, fine. The one again can give you, give you. So <laughs> I don't say it's he's semantics. Still paid, but he's not being he's not being able to carry out his job. Lah. He's not allowed to carry out his job, right? Yeah, but that is different yeah. from being not employed, right? Yeah, semantics, lah. I'm saying, lah. Hey, no, 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 no. Anyway, I want to ask, ask for the question because <laughs> I think we've uh. discussed this before. And then the, the reason why I know it rouses you up a lot is because the, you also do encounter I was a prefect, kind of is things. it? Huh? Uh, because no, I was a prefect. Like, like. So I think we've had this discussion <laughs> before about the use of uh, even a word like 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 uh, tambi, right? Tambi. Uh. Uh, uh. The use of the word tambi when, like, uh, say, Singaporeans going by. Going by roti prata, prata or something, and then you uh. you address the person serving you tambi, which means little brother in uh in 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 uh Tamil. In Tamil I believe right? so. I believe so. Yes, it means little brother in yes. Tamil, right? So mm. I think you were telling me that that is not right because it's uh yeah it's it's very condescending to call someone little brother, especially someone who so, is serving you so right. So I would say that one I'm I'm less I'm more on the fence also because I got that that uh, revelation that is condescending from my friend who speaks the language I don't speak the language mm, correct uh, and so I you speak basically Malay, so consulted an expert someone who knows his stuff first lah before you uh, before you came to a decision yala. about it yeah 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 I did I did I did so so that's where okay but but yeah I think there is some some stuff to be aware of with that word. Uh, so yeah. that I'm still on the fence because I'm not super familiar with the intricacies of that. Uh, but go on. No, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I just wanted to yeah, just explore this like cause something closer to Singaporeans as well. Um, but Tambi also doesn't have any hint of a skin color or anything like. It doesn't. Uh, it's just yeah. It's it's uh Tamil Tamil language right, mm. and uh, it's specifically in the diminutive as well uh, little brother. Yeah. Correct. Right, so so I, the, those are the similarities that I'm I'm, I'm saying like that it's um it's more closely associated with a race than, than than you know typical like Spanish or whatever, um so so uh yeah there is association race and and then, uh it has is in a diminutive little brother but does that make it you know, an insult when you call someone by by that uh but let's it's... say you're a Chinese person ordering roti prata and then you call the the server tambi. You know, I mean, but even then, I think it's a different comparison because, yeah, it's associated to the race because it's in the Tamil language, but yep. the literal translation has nothing to do with skin color or anything. Okay, yeah, yeah that's fine. That's fine. No, I'm asking brother. separately, separately, as in, yeah, as in the, the this this concept of calling someone tambi, 
like uh is it okay or not okay that one i don't know i'm not in a position to say because i don't even like i said i don't even speak the language so so that's why i had to consult my friends who speak the language lah okay so yeah. basically you need to consult expert if you need to if you have to come to an answer whether it's right or wrong lah yeah lah and if you don't consult expert then is jumping to conclusions mm. lah is it yeah lah oh okay mm. yeah in spite of the fact that in spite of the fact that that the language is much more closely related to to race and everything and, and, and I know what friend, I know what you're what trying your to do say, though, and I don't think say. I don't think it's fair you're doing this because again you're basing it on the <laughs> fact that the FA didn't do their consultation unless there's proof of that uh, then I don't think this thought ex- this little thought experiment that you're trying to corner me in mm. I don't think that is is relevant at all uh. no but that's why the thing they can easily counter by just saying we have done our research and including talking to academics or you know experts in the language and they have determined that blah 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 then I want then if that's the case then I would I think um, Cavani you know he needs to come out and apologize properly because even his apology is half-assed or so it sounds yeah. more like a yeah you know these English people just jumping to conclusions and all that la. so so that's mm. where FA can clear it up by by doing what exactly what I'm saying they should do la. Cons- yeah. consult expert and say that they consult expert la. but if they haven't then I mean obviously I will still assume that they haven't la, you know um, okay then you can assume that la. <laughs> okay, okay, that's fine, that's fine. I just wanted to put it out there. And the the reason why we need to have this thought experience is because there's a lack of information. La. But thank you yeah. for thank you for, for trying to to you know to to be there and not getting too defensive about it. Oh no no no, <laughs> I enjoy these kind of debates. <laughs> and for anyone listening, don't worry. Like this is just this is not gonna affect uh, Terrence and I uh, at all. We we love having these debates. Yeah. I just uh, cannot use certain words in front of Harris, oh, that's all. Hey, fuck you <laughs> like you can now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but 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 going. I know. I, I said, I'm trying not. I'm not even thinking so much about the Cavani thing, but the Tambi thing again. What is your friend's view about it? I know I you mean, don't want to say what's your view. What's your friend's view about it? I think he said, yeah, for a one race using it to another race, it can uh, from a non-Indian using it to an Indian, it can be condescending, mm. But the the yeah. the other version of it, Ane, which is Big Brother, right, or just Brother? Uh, okay, so that one I don't know. Uh Ane. Anne, that one also I think has some something. Anne, Anne. So Anne is a word also that I know. Even my platoon mate in army kana uh, push-ups because he called me Anne and he was Chinese lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think so. These these sort of things are very. Uh, like I said, on the fence for me because the literal translation it means little brother or older brother or something lah. So yeah, so that's where it feels like, okay, the word, the literal translation is really nothing to do with race or anything and if it's just that person speaking the language, maybe he was like, maybe he just knows the language or something like that. So yeah. I think that's where the term for me is different from like something that is like little black man or something. Mm. Yeah, I know. And and, and I'll, yeah. I'll totally admit that that, uh, you know, when younger, this, I, I, I use these words as, as terms of I what, I thought, what I thought <laughs> were endearment and anything what I thought were terms of endearment but if it does cause distress to I mean after learning that some people do see it as as uh, disrespectful and causing distress to you know to to, to, to their race and everything then I, I, I don't use it you know and, and so it, it mm. I think conversation about these kind of things do help um, but mm. yeah in the case of this Cavani thing I'm a bit like mm, because it seems to have come from this footballing authority that honestly is like again 
are they really the experts or are they even giving are, have they even consulted with a single person who speaks the language and everything mm. that's why I'm a bit like I'm a bit more like resistant resistant against it like, you know if you, if you get I what think I mean what, yeah I can understand that and I think I also agree that I mean I don't know whether this is what you feel but I just find it funny that like just one term like that on a social media platform can get a footballer banned exactly so maybe exactly. he yeah. should have just been fined maybe no need to ban because yeah. it's a different world yeah. Right. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Because maybe. Maybe the ban. Yeah. Like I. I know. It feels so. That's where even I look at it. I'm like, huh? Wow. You say like that can get banned. Uh. But a fine feels okay. It's more personal. It doesn't impact mm. your club. This is almost like army when you say something stupid and your whole stupid. platoon cannot push up. Uh. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Right. Remember. So, I don't. So if yeah, remember. Uh, a few weeks ago, there was a. I think it was a PSG game or something like that. Uh, it was Champions League game where it was called off halfway because one of the the fourth official or something like that referred to a player that he was calling over as yeah, the black yeah, one. The black one, literally. I mean, yeah. translated as the black one. Uh. And then uh, yeah. all the players walked off the pitch and the match was uh, postponed. I think it was PSG and I uh, can't remember some other, uh, the other team already. Lah. Yeah. But, but, but. Um, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, they, it seems, I guess, yeah. to me that that's uh, pretty good. Uh. It stands up against uh it's standing up against the other ring of people lah, in the sense that there was a, you could use a million other ways to to ask tell the referee to call that person over or what lah. you didn't have to use his skin colour that way lah. like he, I mean they're all wearing numbers yeah. on the back literally wearing numbers on the back of their jerseys you know so that's what they could use but he chose to use the skin colour which I think was a I wrong mean, identifier lah. I guess just that example also made, made uh, I just wanted to highlight that it it shows the one thing about in the world of football that is almost different to the world outside football. Like race, racial abuse and race issues in European football is fucking huge. Mm. It's a huge problem. Mm. Um, so that's where I think the stance on these kind of issues also can be can be harsh lah. So mm. so it's just I think I think yeah it will be I think we have shared both very different and multiple viewpoints. It will be cool to hear from our listeners. I can already imagine. Uh, even our redditors and all coming from two sides, lah. Yeah, I can, some I can. of them will shit on my arguments. Some of them will shit on your arguments. Yeah. but that's the point of this podcast, man. Yeah. But I, I would just want to point out something also is that I think, um, sometimes uh, when I see uh arguments on Reddit asking me to you know justify something and all that, uh, I only stop when they start like, to go down slippery slope arguments, lah. And very specifically slippery slope arguments because they'll be like, oh, you know, since Terence didn't want to. Yeah, it felt sympathy for Maxi and all that kind of thing. It means that he, if a <laughs> crime, if a crime was happening to to me, I I wish that he, uh, that he won't that I'm, he probably won't call the police on me because he's unless he's uh never committed crime himself before. And I'm like, <laughs> what kind of slippery slope argument is that like? You know, it's the obviously if I see a murder or assault or what, and I know what it is and and I see it clearly, of course I'll call it. But even even then, even then, even then, right. You hear like there's so many instances. The world is not so black and white, friends. Friends, the world is not so black and white. Just because you hear people screaming next door, they could be they could be having a party, they could be having sex, or there could be domestic violence going on. You know, don't I? I you ask me to merely call the police in that in that instance. I can't lah. You know, I need to go and dig up and find out more. Maybe knock on the door and find out. That's where I feel. I, I find like some of these arguments are really not worth replying because it's like. If you're just going to use this slippery slope arguments, what, why, why even, why even take the time to, uh, you know, 
I'm I'm laughing because I when I saw that comment, right, I was like, ooh, confirm this one Ralph Terrence out. Confirm. Yeah. <laughs> is is it your burner account? Yo, you you you're the one who wrote it on, right? It's your burner no, account, no, no, right? No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah. I mean, I, I like I like well constructed arguments, but not slippery slope arguments like that. Like, it doesn't make sense, la. It really doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Cool. Wow. Yeah. Okay, now we can shake off the. <laughs> The, the tense arguments with our final segment yeah. uh, which is the one shock thing for the week yes yeah what, which is what is your one shock you honest okay so uh, I mean my one shock thing is uh, is is building off something that I shared as my one shock thing previously but just to let people know what I think about it uh, it is the show that I mentioned a few episodes ago the Mourinho documentary on Amazon mm, okay um, where that follows his path the day he took over from Ponchettino as the manager of Tottenham Hotspurs in 2018 la. yep um, and I've watched about four episodes already and I know that my when I spoke about it the last time I was saying I saw the trailer and it looked cool now that I've watched it I fucking love it man I know it's it's gotten its uh, share of naysayers because ultimately a documentary they kind of yeah it's focused on Mourinho and they kind of prop him up as like yeah like it's I can see how maybe it's not the most objective but I really enjoy it because I've also come to realize that fuck I need to watch more sports documentaries mm. because it's fucking awesome and like if you think about managing a football team it's about managing people managing a bunch of alpha males managing egos and it's just so interesting to to watch it and how he talks to his players, even if it's just selected conversations and how it impacts the games. And it's just a very enjoyable watch. La. So I highly recommend it. La. But I'm curious to know because I can imagine some people saying that, oh, it's very objective. He's only sharing his point of view uh, and it paints certain pick, uh, players in certain ways and all that. But I don't know. I found it super illuminating about what goes on behind a top-tier Premier League club. And I'm totally going to watch more sports documentaries. La. How many total episodes is it? Uh, I think maybe 10. I'm ten. four in. I'm four or five in. Yeah, Mourinho actually, he gives like fantastic like uh, post-match interviews. Uh. I remember like mm. so many of them like from the Man U days and, and even the Chelsea days or so. I think yeah. now he's a bit more a bit more measured uh, and maybe because of COVID there's less public. I mean, it, it, there are less public uh, appearances like, but but yeah, always, always interesting to hear from him. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. But but yeah, I I recommend it. Um, I don't know how many people actually subscribe to Amazon Prime, but uh, oh, it's on I don't Amazon think it's, Prime, it's, is it? Yeah, I think it's much cheaper than Netflix. So mm. so yeah, cool. But yeah, what is what is your one shock thing? Uh, I've just been because now the PS Five is out. Uh, every time around the 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 transition from one console to another, I I I start to okay, what are the games I need to play for for this oh, this older console? So one of them that came to my radar recently was Resident Evil Two. The mm. it uh, turns out I mean I I actually didn't even know this like this is how how disconnected I am from that whole franchise was that Resident mm. Evil Two is actually a a remake of the nineteen ninety eight uh ori- original Resident Evil Two that appeared on the first PlayStation. So basically, twenty years later, Capcom said, "Okay, let's do a a whole new game engine and 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 recreate the whole game in a first person player experience." Uh. And then the storyline is similar, you know, the, the the setups and everything are similar. Just that everything is the graphics are better, the story the the gameplay has improved tremendously. And uh yeah, it's just been freaking awesome man. Like just uh then I, 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 I started playing it, then I realized, oh, I actually did play this in like the late nineties, on probably on the PC or something. Uh. 
Mm. And I, I think I stopped halfway because it was too scary back then. And now it's like 10 times scarier because everything looks so much more real and, and, and bloody and violent. And uh, yeah, I just thought it was such a... Uh, that, that's the right way to do a remake, like, you know, where where there's a real reason why to do a remake because, you, you know, because of enough time has passed such that the graphics and computing power and everything have, have improved to a point where the, a remake is really a whole different game already. Like, and, 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 but they still captured the spirit and, uh, you know, the, of the original game, um, mm. left in all the elements that fans will look out for and, you know, made it much more accessible for today's audiences compared to 20 years ago. So, so to me, you know, it's just a, a, a very, a very rare bright spark in the, the video game industry, which I know is very, very can be very cutthroat, and and with recent things happening like Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, yes, where yeah, man. basically like a half finished or like not an uncompleted game was released on consoles, and now everyone's asking for the refunds back and all that. It's classic. It was one lawsuits. of the most anticipated uh, yeah. games ever, right? Yeah, it shows you how how Keanu Reeves the, as well, man. Yeah, in the pursuit of like of of you know hitting deadlines or, or KPIs and all that, like a lot of companies in the gaming industry will fuck over customers la. so so to me it's like actually if you want to do it do it properly and, 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 and do it for with respect for the property and respect for the the, the people who, who who actually pay money for your product la. wow damn yeah. so, so that means right now as you as you after you like live in the world of your kid you know bringing up this this new like bundle of magic you go to Resident Evil and you fuck over zombies la. yeah <laughs> yeah it's true it's true <laughs> It's, it's <laughs> that's the, dope, yeah. The adrenaline rush from like from like uh getting freaked out by zombies just helps you. It's cathartic, lah. It's cathartic. <laughs> yeah. Especially over Christmas cool, and everything, man. it's all nice and beautiful and sweet and all that. Then you once yeah. in a while you go fuck up zombies and you feel better, lah. Yeah. Actually, I guess that that can be good advice for parents, right? Like you know, if you're feeling a little too much with handling kids, Christmas and all that, just find a game to escape to, man. Yeah, and killing is, zombies really doesn't sound like a bad option. Yeah, and don't go and like yeah, don't go and break the all the laws. But I hope you didn't like over New Year's Eve and all the laws of. I didn't. I didn't confirm. Confirm. confirm <laughs> right. Confirm. Uh, okay. now, now that I shat on Maxim's wedding publicly, little that forty-four <laughs> people group Scully or all them or something. Uh. Fuck you lah! Have some faith in me lah! What eh? Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't go out there. Let's just escape into the into. The video game world for a while that helps the uh. video game world cool man especially cool. now with the weather la. yes exactly. cool 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 yeah all right cool, cool. first all podcast right. of the year first in the podcast bag in bag and i didn't fuck it up it recorded yeah it recorded the full thing yeah yes I think we better quickly stop Good it before start. something fucks up uh. <laughs> okay, okay, you know, okay that's how it always happens <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, right. okay adios man